Welcome to another episode of Justice Sobriety, where we talk, share, and spill the tea soberly and anonymously. Alright, so this is the second time I've recorded my intro, because just just how this morning has gone, that's why. Um, so just a fun little recap. Uh, this morning, I woke up earlier than planned because a lovely, lovely friend of mine texted me a couple times before my alarm, but, you know, I'm the one that didn't silence my phone, so whatever, and they were just thinking about me, so that's sweet. It actually is sweet. I sounded really sarcastic, but it's, it's sweet. I appreciated it, and, um, so that happened, and I was like, okay, well, let me just get dressed real quick, and I can actually have time to get my coffee and unfortunately the coffee I like McDonald's doesn't have it like you know the fast food restaurants doesn't have it because it's not as strong so unfortunately I have to go to Starbucks and it's just an ice shake and espresso but like nowhere else has it that strong so usually when I go in the morning it's always so crowded like the line is so full even when I leave early so I was like okay this is earlier than even when I try to leave early so I'm like a few minutes down the road and I realize my fucking work phone is at home and I I tried to rationalize oh maybe I don't need it I can use my computer but no the the landline at work is dead because I forgot to charge it and I can't call customers with my personal number. So I turned around and by the time I was almost to the apartment, some guy in front of me was going super slow, like below the speed limit. And I realized my, my whole idea of having an early morning, actually getting my coffee was not gonna happen once again this week. So, you know, I am grateful because right now that's my biggest problem in my day. It's simply an inconvenience and it could be much, much worse, but it's just another one of those, yep, Starbucks is crowded, of course, but it's one of those, like, you know, it's just like, okay, well, I guess it wasn't God's will for me to have my fucking iced coffee. <laughs> and that's fine. I can't do anything about it because my priority now is getting to work on time. Which, surprise, I have a real job again. Not to hit on the... Um, food and beverage industry or retail industry but that was just not working for me bartending was not working for me standing multiple hours a day ringing customers up was not working for me but that's my own like personal difficulties that I just have to kind of deal with so I'm not hating on the industry but it just I just couldn't physically do it. And then bartending, mentally, it was getting it was getting pretty 
pretty hard some days and um, just constantly being around the alcohol it it really tested me um, luckily I had a pretty good support system there with the employees that or co-workers that I did trust so I wasn't the only one that knew about my sobriety um I, I, I know every single episode lately that I actually post, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's been forever. This and this and this and this. Like, I know it keeps fucking happening. So just thanks for bearing with me. And I don't know, listening when I do post, if you're still interested, I guess. I don't know. This kind of just helps me, um, like process my thoughts and sometimes my feelings so I'd rather do this instead of journaling which is something (laughs) I I used to try to encourage people to do until I realized journaling just isn't for me sometimes anyways the past few months have been different um, I like I said I started a new job on August 1st and it's a salary job so they can pretty much work me as much as they want um, in the beginning it started as I was working six days a week for at least a month on end and it's it's, it's getting a little better now but um, a lot of the free time that I do have, once I have it, I'm either in meetings or I'm just exhausted and I, I go to sleep. Sorry. Um, about, about a week ago, my grandma passed away and I, I was able to get time off to go to go to the funeral and it was really really sad obviously it's my grandma and growing up she was one of my favorite people her and my grandpa were two of some of my very very much favorite people that you know so when when I realized that both of them were gone it, it just felt like I lost a part of me. I, I felt like I lost that part of my childhood. And I know the memories are still there. And, you know, nothing can take those away. But it, it didn't make it any easier. But what I can say on the positive side of that, I was able to be there for my family Although I, I feel like I was the most emotional one. I was there. And I didn't stay home and make an excuse that, oh, I couldn't get off of work just so I could be home and alone and just get shit-faced. Because that's what I used to do. I used to avoid those responsibilities. And I had a lot of regrets for that. And I just, I'm trying to live differently in the program 
and um, I just want to be better than I used to be. So that happened. Um, it's not always easy when I think about it still, but I don't go my entire day and like pity over it either. Um, you know, I, I thought I was preparing myself the past few years for her death just because she had really bad dementia and she lost her memory a while ago. So it's like, yeah, her, her body was here and she was, she was technically like aware of things, but she wasn't at the same time. Um, despite that, she was always happy. She would always sing in her room. Like this woman was full of life, even if she was a little confused. And, you know, I'm grateful I got to be there for a part of that despite some of my challenges with impatience and just fears, you know, because, you know, when, when someone's sick, you want to help them, but something like dementia, it's just, it's, it's progressive. You can't do anything about it. There's no cure. So just being able to be present when I was able to, it was, it was definitely nice. And it, I don't want to say it softened to the blow, but I didn't completely avoid her like I did when other family members got sick. Um, yeah, so there's that. Sobriety in general is going well, I think. I made two years on August 30th, and it's crazy because today I want to be alive. I don't want to go back to how things were when I was drinking. Like, that that 10 seconds of relief that I might get before I drink way too much and start being a problem and causing problems and ruining my life and just really reaping those consequences it's not worth it anymore it doesn't even seem worth it so there's you know there's times where I'm just like oh that drink looks good but I'm not trying to have it (laughs) and it's it's a relief and I I know if I don't keep doing what I'm doing it'll easily come back but I'm super grateful for where I'm at compared to where I used to be. And when I, when I meet newcomers like I have been lately, it's just another reminder of that. Oh, there's a lot of cars. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to pause this because I'm about to order food and I- yeah, that's kind of awkward to do on a podcast, so I'll pick it up and I'll probably forget what I was saying, so expect a new topic. All right, bye! Okay, so part two of this episode, 
When I first started recording, it was Wednesday morning at around like 8.30, and now it is Thursday night at 11.59 p.m., so I just want you to be aware there's definitely a time gap between these parts, even though for you it might have been like two seconds. Um, so, sorry I've been, I've skipped around life has been happening and I just wanted to add to the episode as I could. This one might be multiple parts than well more parts than just two, but we'll we'll just have to see. <laughs> I just don't wanna post an episode that's like eleven minutes long. I, I usually try to do them at least twenty, thirty minutes. But you know, some days are better than others. Um So I just got home. I was out all day. I went to see a friend that's an AA. Um, She doesn't get to go to a lot of meetings because she she takes care of her kids. And um, I'm just happy I got to see her. It It was a really nice time. And then I went to my home group and I did some step work with a friend who's redoing their steps so we we got to sit and read the big book for a bit and kind of like work through what they were the progress that they've made so far in their steps and then um there's this place not too far from my home group that it's like a kind of like a rehab facility and they were having a women's meeting so I got to go there for the first time for the women's meeting and it was really really nice Uh, I got to see a girl get her 30-day chip, and it was just, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of recovery in there, um, a lot of hope, and um, there was a lot of, like, a lot of raw honesty, which is, it's really refreshing, because sometimes I'm in meetings, and it might not be true. This could just be my own, it's definitely my own judgment, but sometimes I feel like we're all just a little full of shit. Like, we act like things are better than they are, even though we know we can be honest in there. Um, I don't know. That's just me. But it was it was pretty raw, and I really just appreciated that. And then after that, I had, I had an NA meeting, because I'm in both programs. I just want to get as much recovery as I can, and um, I just, you know sometimes it's a little different and I like I like to hear it so I went there too so it was was a day filled with fellowship and recovery which on my day off instead of just being home and thinking about all of my little problems and you know being selfish and feeling bad about myself or just worrying about me I get to be with other people and see how they are and see how I can be useful in their lives and just, you know, just stay connected. And it's mutually beneficial, which is even better. Um, so, anyways, after, after one of the meetings, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I had, I had a mood swing. And I was perfectly fine, and I just started getting anxious and then angry and then I just felt like pissed off and my body was 
achy because of my health problems and I was hungry and um <laughs> I, I'm starting to feel better now so now I can kind of like reflect and laugh about it a little bit but it just it came out of nowhere and it scared me I was kind of confused I didn't really know what to do so in one of the meetings I actually shared about it um I'm, I'm working on being more vulnerable and open instead of just being passive aggressive or pissy because of a mood swing because you know people around me don't deserve that and I'm trying to do better be better and just do things differently so I was sharing about it I was trying my best to be open and um one of my friends let me vent to him a little bit which was nice and we we ended up getting some food so you know the hungry angry lonely tired thing I wasn't lonely, I finally wasn't hungry, kind of helped with the anger. I'm always tired, so there's not much I can really do about that. Um, it was just nice, like, it, it kind of reaffirms that it's okay to be honest with people about how I'm feeling, and that they actually care, and you know, the world's just not out to get me like I used to think before recovery. And, um, you know, they helped me get through it and they didn't judge me. And it helped me kind of judge myself less because I, I know it was just, it was, I think it was a BPD thing. As we, as we know, because I have borderline personality disorder and there's like mood swings and yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) so just having that support really helps. And, um, I called one of my friends because he, he has a similar, similar diagnosis and I just knew he'd be able to understand and I didn't realize, but I was kind of scared of the feeling. And I, I guess I needed that phone call and I needed him to literally remind me, like, it's totally normal and okay to be angry. And I don't know why in my head I think it's not okay to be angry when it's a normal emotion and it's something that you know, we get to feel now because we're not constantly numbing everything in our head. And once I, I don't know, I I guess that kind of helped diffuse it. (laughs) Just remembering it's, it's okay to feel things that aren't only happy or excited or I don't know, like peace. It's, it's okay to feel other things than those. Um, and I, I mean, it was, it was dealt in a way that was more positive. And I tried not to become a problem just because I, I had an emotion. And in the past, like, any, um, any strong emotion, whether it was good or bad, it could, it would sometimes become a little chaotic because I didn't know how to deal with it or what to do with it. So, it's just nice to kind of be able to step back and be aware of things now. 
And even if I don't know what to do, I'm at least aware of it. And if I don't know what to do, I can talk to someone. And it's pretty cool. Like, I I feel like I'm making some progress. And not just with my mental health, but, like, my recovery. Because something simple like a mood swing would be a reason I would drink before. Whether it was a good or bad mood swing, it didn't matter. I would drink because it was just too much. And... I, I don't, I didn't do that. I don't feel the need to do that. So it's just really, really, really nice. And I'm just so grateful that I have such a support system that I do. Um, especially because my, my wife and I, we both have good jobs now. So that's, that's some progress, but our schedules are like the opposite of each other. I usually work like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. or you know maybe 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. and then she works usually 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. until 3 or 4 in the morning so when we don't really get to spend much time together and we, we kind of joke that we have a long distance relationship even though we live in the same apartment <laughs> so I'm more than ever, and I've always been grateful, but more than ever, I'm so, so lucky that I have people in my life and recovery, because I, I know my, you know, if we could control our work schedules, we would see each other more and be, have more time to talk, but we just don't have that. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that we do have good jobs. But in the meantime, I, I can't just be alone either because I'm sure I could to an extent, but I, I have that choice to not be, and I, I usually choose not to be alone just because I, I feel when I'm, when I'm surrounded by recovery, I'm more likely to be in that mindset instead of just when I'm alone. I watch Netflix, or I'll sleep, or I'll just eat, and it's very selfish, it's very, it's almost depressive, and I do get depressed sometimes, and I'm capable of being alone, but if I don't have to, I just don't see the point in forcing myself to, and I'm trying to remember, like, it's okay to need people, it's okay to reach out. Um, I mean, to me, like the whole part of recovery is being able to understand, like, you know, what problems you have and be willing to, be willing to, um, work on them and do whatever it takes to get better. And for me, being around other people helps me feel better. And sometimes I'm, I, you know, I wonder, like, is it a codependent thing still? Or am I just using my tools? Because I, I try not to, like, single out certain people anymore. But just just being in a meeting, just being around people in the fellowship, it, it just really helps me. So, and it seems to help them. So I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
earlier in one of the meetings, they were talking about, it was like the, the Just For Today topic, and it was about like being true to yourself and accepting yourself for how you are, despite what, you know, others may think, and I don't remember the exact words, so sorry, but you're more than welcome to look it up. But it just got me thinking, like, sometimes I'm still really insecure about that. I know I've come really far, but there's just little little things that'll happen that make me question my progress. Like, oh, and, you know, am I, am I as recovered? Or, I don't want to, I, I just don't know, like, an exact example right now but it's it's easy for me to doubt my progress like I, I want to think I've come so far but sometimes a small thing happens and I'm just so set off and I know I don't want to die anymore which is great pretty big step but some days it's hard to love myself like for example, um, my, my wife mentioned someone in her family wants us both to, like, lose weight and be healthier, and it's just, like, I, you know, I appreciate it. It's, it's a super sweet, super sweet gesture. They care, but, like, no one wants me to lose weight more than I want me to lose weight, and I haven't been able to this entire two years since I've been sober and it's just like I'm I'm trying but I don't I literally do not know how in a way that would work for me and it, it just makes me feel like I'm incapable when I know there's I'm sure there's a way I just haven't figured it out and maybe I need to reach out elsewhere to get help for that and it's just sometimes it's really hard for me to think about that and feel okay with myself because um, when I when I first started drinking, I did I drink all the time and I ate like shit most of the time, and I know that didn't help with my weight. And when I got sober, I thought it would get better, but I couldn't stop eating. And I know that's like transference or whatever, but you know, someone told me, you know, do what I gotta do as long as I don't drink, so I did, I did what I had to do, and I just didn't realize that it would, it would cause this, and I should have known, like, you know, the more you eat, the shittier you eat, you know, the more weight you could gain, especially if you don't really exercise like me, and it's just, it's embarrassing, but I know it's, it's something that a lot of people have gone through, especially after getting sober. And, you know, for some people, um, gaining weight is a good thing for them. Um, but me, eh, I don't think I needed to. (laughs) It's, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just, I'm just struggling to view myself as highly as I feel like I should just over something like that and I I know it's like an ego thing and it's 
you know, your weight's not all that matters, but I just, I don't feel pretty, I don't, like, most of my clothes don't fit me, and it just, it really just kind of screws with my confidence, and, um, I'm, I'm honestly surprised I'm saying all this on here, but there's that, and I, I know, like, deep down, it's possible for it to get better, I just don't know how. But at least I'm not drinking. At least I'm not hurting myself. And I, I do know those are really big accomplishments that shouldn't be taken lightly. So, <coughs> sorry, I should really be drinking water. But I'm not. Just not this moment. So, anyways, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope I hope you could resonate with any with anything that I said. If not, well, maybe this isn't the podcast for you or I don't know. But this helps me. Like I was like I was saying in the first part of this episode, it it does help me. Um All right. So my mind is blanking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this. There's I'm sure there's gonna be another part because I feel really weird about ending it on this note. Like it's 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 very honest, but it's not as positive as I'd like to end it. So I'm sure in just a couple seconds there's gonna be a part three. So just hang on for that. Welcome to part three of this episode. Part three of who knows how many parts. Um, I hope you're still having a good day. Okay, people just do not know how to drive. Super cool, but that's okay. All right, so I noticed that, um, you know, a lot of times I'm talking about my life and I'm like updating you and sometimes I'm venting and I realize like I don't know maybe that's supposed to be a thing maybe it's not but this is the life that I have now because of working a program the problems I have now are high class fucking problems for example like like earlier in the first part of the episode I was bitching because I couldn't get coffee well I got some coffee today this is like three or four days later from the first part of this episode and it sucked but that's fine because I still got to go somewhere with my wife like that's a great problem to have and it's not even a problem it's just like a minor inconvenience and I'm so grateful that's that's what's going on it used to be when I was still in my addiction, oh, I'm a couple thousand dollars in debt and I'm working 40 plus hours a week and I still can't pay my part of bills because I either just don't make enough money or I might make just enough money, but I wasted on booze all the time. Like that's, those were the problems I was dealing with. I thought my relationship was falling apart. I thought my family didn't care about me. Like, so much 
deeper shit than, oh, my coffee, my coffee was fucked up, you know? And, um, even some of the bigger problems that I'm kind of stressed out, like we're, we're trying to move into a house, but everything keeps getting delayed. So we have to keep extending our apartment lease. Like, oh no, we have to, we have to continue to have a roof over our heads so we could eventually have a better roof over our heads. Like, and we're in a two bedroom apartment. It's really not terrible. But those are my problems. I'm not worried about my life. I'm not worried about, you know, not being able to pay for things that are necessary or (laughs) just, it's just, it's just really different. And I'm, I'm happy. These are what, these are the things that I worry about now. And I have a support system now. I have a set of tools that I can use, metaphorically speaking. And I don't have to go through these things alone. I know that things will get better. I'm not hopeless. I'm not self-pitying. Sometimes I can be, but I jump out of it really fast. Whether I do it or someone, like, reminds me, hey, you know, this is what you sound like right now. (laughs) So there's that. And this is really as real as it's going to get because I, I record this stuff in the middle of different days and I don't know. I just, sometimes I sound more graceful or put together than other days or other episodes, but this is my life thanks to recovery and I wouldn't want it any other fucking way so I'm just gonna leave it at that it's probably gonna be the last part to this episode so I just really wish you all well and if you listened this far great um I'm one thing to look out for I forgot to mention is that I really want to get a lot more people on here because I'm tired of being the only person talking and I'm the only voice you, you've been listening to for a while besides that one that I posted with Brittany um, maybe a couple episodes back. So I am trying to figure out who's willing to be on here and what to talk about with them and... Um, maybe there will be a little more stability. I'm just working some kinks out in my life right now, but I am so glad you're here. I love you all. Please take care of yourselves, and we'll talk again soon.